Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're, today we're talking about Season 11, Episode 8, the the Season 11A finale. I don't know what it's called, but the title of it is Huacha. Huacha. That's that's not true. That's not true. I, I wish the title say, was Huacha. I thought it was for blood or something. It is. Yeah. It's for blood. But come on, that's such a better... They still have time. They can call Episode 9. When they come back, they can call it Huacha. We're right in the middle of Watcha. I just love mm-hmm. the word Watcha. I love the word Watcha too. I've kind of I did uh, I had a little Watcha Renaissance. Uh, looked up some information about it. Uh, I got a pretty nice. solid theory about why we saw it. It'd be hilarious too because if they had named this episode Watcha, you know people would be like, "What could it mean?" Well, Watcha is a Korean word for this, uh, you know, fireworks arrow materially <laughs> uh, battery. So maybe it means it. And it's like, no, it just literally has Watcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, d- d- went back in 500 years in Asian history and, and discovered the ultimate field artillery piece against zombies. <laughs> oh, yeah. They found some <laughs> leftover Georgie materials at Meridian. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Hawacha equals <laughs> intellect. It's, uh, I think this is scribbled on one of the faded copies of the mm-hmm. key to whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Hawacha. Yeah. It's called Four Blood, which I don't know. It's a family thing, right? Dom Toretto would be super happy about this title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The amazing thing is that this episode's four blood. Maybe next will be Hawacha first blood or first blood part. No, it's four blood. <laughs> four blood. Right. Next one will be Hawacha. Four, four blood, blood part, part two. two. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm yeah, done. no, no, yeah, I, I got, I got the Fast and Furious jokes in here too. That, that this is essentially, yeah, uh, this is a, a, a Don Toretto movie mm-hmm. with, with, uh, directed by George Romero. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty nice. Well, what'd pretty you think nice. of it? Uh, you know, I actually thought most of it worked really well. Um, there's a couple of silly things in it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know where you fall on landmine zombies and watches and all that stuff, but I like that stuff. I, That's fun. Y- yeah, I, I watched this movie or watched this episode twice. And I the first I was like being real critical about the Daryl Leah dialogue. But I'm, I, I feel like if I really put my mind into Daryl Dixon, like I think he played his cards about as well as he could have. Like he got to a point where he can no longer keep the subterfuge and it's essentially kill the woman you love or just fucking radically level with her. Yeah. And he did. And then I thought that well, clearly they're gonna be like they're going to, you know, match you match and she's gonna run off. But I actually liked how the episode ended where they both were true to their families in surprising and infuriating ways to to each other. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, th- I think there's, um, some quibbles here and there. Um, I also felt like the stuff in Alexander was a pretty good speaking of Romero, like homage to, uh, night of the living dead, you know, like the, all these zombie arms coming through farmhouse windows, barely boarded up and slatted. Like some of that stuff was kind of yeah, evocative. Uh, for sure. so I, yeah, I, I, I guess I was kind of expecting something more definitive. I was hoping for something more definitive with the reapers. It's but, pretty uh, definitive. I mean, the I think so. Well, it's it's tough to say, right? Because they beheaded the beast. But like I said last episode, I think you can't just behead this beast. As Negan said, you got to take mm-hmm. them all out, right? Because Leah's stepping into that role just immediately, immediately. And she's not going to let him have the food, clearly. Yeah. No, of course not, because she has family. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like totally dealt with, but the psycho like religious part of it, I think, is dealt with because I don't, I don't think Leah quite buys into that stuff. Yeah, I wonder how many of the the people do though. That's the I guess the question that I have. But I I agree. Like this is I, I don't think this uh, plot lasts much more than the 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 premiere of next season. I wouldn't think. Um, yeah, it's, there's going to be a decisive battle. I, I guess the only question is, or the only criticism is, this feels a little. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's a it's a weird cliffhanger because I feel like it's justified if someone fairly important dies, but like I can't imagine who that would be. Like I don't think they would kill off Maggie. Casey Jones would be kind of shocking, but like I yeah. haven't even learned his real name. Right. Uh, Negan, I don't think is going to happen. Gabriel, mm-hmm. Father Gabriel's kind of living on b- borrowed time because he Maggie is. bailed his ass out of certain death last season. So, yeah, you got any math on that or thoughts on the episode? No, I think the most likely one they'll kill is Casey Jones. They uh, wounded him pretty pretty badly in this episode they got him in the leg real good yeah a uh, light land mining <laughs> <laughs> right so i don't know maybe that's where they're going but yeah gabriel seems to be of of like the survivors that i give a shit about because casey jones mm-hmm. does not fall in that group uh mm-hmm. gabriel's probably the the most up on the chopping block of those three or four i guess carol's oh. also there and maybe maybe Maggie, though, maybe Lauren Cohen doesn't really want to come back for two more mini seasons and she's got other things she wants to do. And uh, that would definitely pack a wallop because even though I, I felt Maggie much, you know, kind of frustrating, I still, you know, still got respect and much love for someone who's been with the show since uh, the second season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It might make sense. She's the one pushing for this clear suicide mission. Um so maybe would, yeah, her paying a price for for that would be good. It would be karmatically satisfying if she is the one of the ones that pays the ultimate price for this kind of like suicide mission to mm-hmm. save the the community and to save little Herschel Jr. and all that stuff. It, aside from Boston Rob being you know the one who's going to pay the ultimate price apparently because there, there are two things Ooh. in this episode that they completely <laughs> ignore that surprised me. The Commonwealth, yeah. Being mm-hmm. a huge one, like this Boston Rob, obviously. Way out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Commonwealth uh-huh. gone this episode. Nothing. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing. That's re- the way that they did last episode, where they just sort of yanked away all the things you thought were going to happen. Uh, just, just out of the blue, seemingly, and then not to come back to it this episode feels pretty disappointing. I think it's disappointing because they. The, I think that was the Commonwealth. Uh, you know, cliffhanger. And it would have, I mean, man, this episode have been that much cooler if they could have interleaved all three of the stories, like coming to a head, you know, like Yumiko's brother and Eugene and everybody being arrested and the, uh, the, the shit going down in Alexandria, you know, things getting desperate, uh, and the Hwacha let set setting off. That would have been like a three axis banger of a cliffhanger, but unfortunately they couldn't stuff all that into one episode. So yeah, we got a divided, divided, uh, a little bit of a divided finale. Yeah, but I guess that's fine. We'll come back, uh, next mid mid season. I, I don't know the mid season chunk and we'll see what happens with Hwacha in the Commonwealth. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, overall, not too bad. I had some problems with the, you know, I get what they're doing with the Alexandria stuff, with the homage to the classic uh, zombie stuff, but Mm -hmm. also a lot of questions about that one. A lot of questions Mm -hmm. about that part of the thing. There was some really shaky, you know, home architecture. Uh, that and just like <laughs> logic to what's happening outside like what what mm-hmm. could possibly because they never go outside right that's the thing like they've got groups outside but we never see them right we didn't see any of the other like desperate like wall action or that i think the episode could have really sorely used some cuts to Aaron, you know trying to shore up the wall and cuts to whoever was sent to try to put out the fire at the yeah at the windmill um yeah, they seem yeah. to want to stick with these two very small groups. And I I get it. Like there's some there's some interest to that. Um 
I think I really liked the Judith stuff. Like I, I was all on, yeah. like all on board the you know, Judith getting like her character praised by many adult people that, that mm-hmm. uh, the show respects. I, and, and I thought she continues to hand <laughs> the show. Really might respect them. I don't know if I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Maybe we should just get into the recap. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should. All right, let's take a quick break first. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we start off with a herd moving around in a weird way outside of Meridian, and they they take note of it. Uh, Carver suggests they take him out. Daryl suggests they lead him away. Pope says, oh, we'll go with Daryl's uh, option here, but he doesn't send Daryl to do it. He sends Wells to do it. And this guy, Wells, leads them away from the fence, but he gets surrounded in the woods, and then our group wounds him just enough for the walkers to get him. They do the whisperer thing. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. You, you, you know yeah. it. You love it. The whispers, whispers at the graveyard. Hey, zombies. We know how to take out zombies. Holy shit. A zombie just dodged me and stabbed me in the guts. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus. Knows. Effective. Jesus knows how that works. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm looking around here at the, the walls of Meridian. This is our first like really good look at the walls of Meridian. Uh-huh. I guess we had the, you know, binocular look last episode, but this is the one where I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, these walls are not cold rolled steel. And these are no, these are shit wood walls. With like this corrugated is... aluminum, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they don't look amazing. Reaper, a- Reaper after Reaper are gonna bust through the shit, <laughs> shit wood, and uh, or maybe zombie after zombie. Uh, yeah, I, I did like Daryl. You know, we're talking about Feral Daryl's like negation. He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, but he's like uh, nervous. Feral Daryl's affirmative. Like, uh, have you ever seen any weird walker shit like this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. South, <laughs> south of here. It happens uh, down in Florida. Shit. You ever heard of Florida's off? Fuck. You know, mm-hmm. how you used to have to get him, get him in a trash can, trap him that way. Like, it, it, his high speed, like pedaling backwards, trying to. I, I thought there was a, there's some good stuff where he was being a pretty skillful double agent. Yeah. Uh, him, yeah. his flop sweat here on the wall I, I don't think was his best showing but uh, he, he gets better as the night goes on yeah I, I like it it's you know it's doing enough for the audience and I think just enough for Pope and it, it's walking a fine line and sometimes it crosses to, to one side or the other a little bit but it always comes back to the line I, I gotta say when Wells is leading these guys off the walking dead never gets lazy about their zombies, man. Their zombies are always on point and the acting, mm-hmm. the zombie acting is so fucking good at this point. Like I just like, I, sh- I mar and sometimes I'll catch a zombie. There was one that was coming from the, you know, blind side of Wells here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she was wearing like this. I don't know, like really form fitting long sleeve, like psychedelic dress. And I'm like, I always wonder like, what was this zombie doing? Mm-hmm. This is this has got to be an OG zombie, That's like from thinking. from like you just walking around in this kind of get up. There's no one, but then again, you've also got princess. Like if you saw prince, if you saw right. a, a zombie wearing a pink teddy bear with like rape, you'd think, oh, that's that's a raver from the night of. But she's just keeping the spirit of, spirit of civilization alive. I, I just think it's yeah. endlessly fascinating, and I I I will give it up to The Walking Dead. Eleven seasons, eleven and a third seasons into this thing, they do not take a day off of the latex. Like sure. every fucking day, they come to play on that. Yeah, oh, their their zombie stuff is awesome. Um, speaking of awesome zombie stuff, the way that they kill Wells is pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Like I'm I'm a fan of just standard ass zombies get you and they rip you apart. <laughs> I love yep. that stuff, man. I don't need like, you know, zombies pushing your your body to, to you know into a wall with spikes on it or something. I don't need anything too creative. Just, Just have being... a zombie grab them and rip them into pieces. I love it. Yeah, undead human piranha. That's that's where what you want. And I, I yeah. also i I fucking love the design of Negan's mask. 
it accentuates his like playful asshole. Like it's the, the, the way the, the mask is like, uh, I don't know, puckered and express like it's expression. It's wearing it just, it just looks fucking hilarious on him. Hmm. I love it. So the stringy ass hair and everything. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's like Negan cosplaying as someone from Slipknot. I love it. <laughs> uh, so then we go back to Alexandria. There's a massive storm. Everyone is huddled up inside. Apparently, their doors are made of shit wood, too, because they are falling apart. They're coming off the hinges. They got rotten doors, man. <laughs> How did that happen? Aaron needs to take I, better care he, of his house. This is Aaron's those house. Those fucking right? whispers. They came with zombies. Oh. They came with with uh, torches. They came with termites. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, devious, I, devious fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mess with everything. Uh, yeah, the doors are falling apart. Judith is comforting the other children, and then they see pieces of the wall blowing around outside, which is bad. That's bad news. Yeah, yeah. I saw so and then there's like, you know, branches are breaking through the window and all that kind of stuff. I, I now I saw we got some advanced feedback from people who saw this on AMC plus. Um, didn't read it last week, obviously, because I've been a spoiler, but there there's a couple people and I, I saw this on the uh, the main subreddit also discussing it too. kind of disappointed that they're going with a storm of the century, you know, cliffhanger once again. You yeah. recall there was a the time where out in, in the middle of the war of Alexandria and the whispers like they you know, weren't allowed to cross the line, but there was a blizzard and people were going to freeze to death unless uh, they crossed the line, et cetera. Um, what do you think about Alexandria suffering two storms of the century was then a three season span? Well, that was a cold storm. This is a warm storm. So they're <laughs> very different, very different storms. Sure, uh, sure. No, I, I, I was trying I, when I. First saw the storm, I was thinking, okay, when does The Walking Dead take place? How many years have they been out here? Does this line up with like a Hurricane Sandy or, you know, mm. one of the various other storms that has hit the East Coast, the, the big ones yeah. uh, with names that you would remember? It, the once in a lifetime storms that happen, happen every 10 years now. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, but I, I ended up not bothering to actually do the math because I'm sure they haven't. So, uh that that's the thing though like i can remember a lot of storms on the east coast sandy in particular being one mm-hmm. of the big ones that blew through there and just fucked everything up uh and that was over in new york and we are very very close to that we are right on the coast yeah that's the thing we just happened to look it up last week as we were we were kind of wondering some geography stuff and alexandria happens to be less than 10 miles from the bay which is connected to the ocean so like you know Getting, getting, uh, and and this thing is, is like it. it you, you talk about the cold storm versus a warm storm, but you know you got the nor'easters, like that can dump just like feet of snow on you, and can get blizzard conditions. Happens, right? You know, like it's yeah, happened a couple times yeah. in my lifetime. I I just feel like that it's it's it'd be one thing if they were still in Georgia, although you got tornado. Like right. this shit does happen. Like natural disasters would be part of the apocalypse and it's double because like if your walls fall down, you got the fucking zombies. And if your windows blow in, you got the fucking zombies. So I guess I didn't find it a a problem. And it also didn't feel like, um, it didn't feel like the same type of crisis, you know, uh, people weren't freezing to death. People were in danger of like debris and, and zombies and stuff. And also like, if you want to say they're very similar, I think there's a it's a nice yardstick for growth for Judith because Judith was kind of part of the problem in that cold storm because she was yeah. wandering off and almost freezing to death. Where here she's very much part of the solution. You know, she's she's like the the boss of the children. She's their commander, and uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Where do you think the shitty teens are during this happening? shitting their pants like you know just like crying to their mommies wishing they had an ounce of the dignity and self-assuredness that our our dear judith displays so uh, the show seems to be telling a story where they've taken all of the main characters the the big badasses and they've put them into aaron's house and yeah. then i guess shitty teens and no names are off in other houses right it's now true. are they it's having true. the same problems yeah. I, I my have you seen the gif of the guy there's he's like in a this is a, a, a there's a guy holding an enormous American flag 
in like a hurricane force wind and he's like bracing himself and he's got long hair and he's like just he's he's only wearing like a swimsuit and he's got bare feet and bare chest and he's just he's just thrash metal turning his head into the storm <laughs> have you not seen the, the no. so you know uh my head cannon says that the shitty teens are out there doing that yeah uh and then a piece of corrugated cold rolled steel comes and just bisects them like like an nice. enormous buzzsaw and we'll never see him again that's what I think happens. I want I want that scene. I think I saw I think uh, uh, Kang Corner. She mentioned that. She said that the, okay. the, the shitty teens, they's got just uh, ripped bisected. in half by they've been torso blowing. Yeah, they 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 respected the hurricane as much as they did the undead and it, and it, and it bit them. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing about the storm that was fun is that I don't know if you got this, but last night there was also a massive storm and I was watching this at like midnight 1 a.m whatever uh massive storm outside perfect ambiance for mm. the the storm that we were experiencing on screen too so that I was, was watching cool. midnight mass but i was enjoying the stormy yeah the, the yeah. extra spooky conditions yeah sure uh then pope knows uh that wells is dead and that it wasn't walkers he's got some some intuition for this let's just say uh he knows it was maggie and he, he just calls her my enemy all the time he doesn't know her name but i'm gonna call her maggie uh Mm -hmm. lee is pissed that he sent wells to his death knowingly and pope promises this time that the enemy will not escape boy it's a lot of this is it's it's kind of in stage alpha where yeah yeah, you've promised death and destruction and uh you know unleashing whatever quite a few times now maybe you should get to doing that unleashing Uh, and you're quite obviously like losing control over this group somewhat like Leah's rebelling you're getting more flustered more angry you're having to like exert control in physical ways more often yeah you you can see the downward spiral here I kept on thinking about Tywin Lannister and his like uh, any king that must say I am king is no king at all and like Pope is just violating Tywin's law left right and center he's constantly who do you think is the leader here? Who's the one that delivered us? Who's the one that's God's chosen? Who are you oh, questioning right. my decisions? Like it's like constantly uh, as, as increasingly people are questioning his decisions. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this guy, this guy wasn't long for the world and he doesn't make it out of this episode. And I think Daryl's um, been doing a pretty effective job with his stupid Daryl act. Uh, like he's playing yeah. pretty dumb, pretty well. Uh, he does. He's always he does, suggesting yeah. kind of, you know, things that could be plausible if you're if you're not thinking about it much, but sure. Also, things that are just very bad ideas and things that are clearly mm. wrong. Yeah, uh, I think this episode was a little bit better. It's, he was a little bit more cagey, other mm-hmm. than the other than the flop sweat asking if he's ever seen anything like this before. Because I still don't think there's a very good liar. No, not um, particularly. He does best when he can twist the truth a little bit um, or like, you know, work with like a half truth or a white lie and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, takes a lot of practice to be a good liar. And I don't think Daryl has a lot of a lot of that practice. Um, yeah. So Why we're on the Pope stuff, though, in the previous scene, conspicuously, they stole Wells radio. Right. And there was like an inset shot to make sure you saw Maggie pick that thing up. Mm hmm. And it never came into play the rest of this episode. I kind of wonder what, yeah, what, uh, what, how, how that will end up because I'm sure it's going to end up turning some kind of tide in the next episode. Like maybe it's going to give them advance warning for like what the whole, you know. So like uh, we're all thinking they're just going to be standing front and center, getting watched, and uh, they've been able to take cover. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I wonder. But like I, I just wanted to make sure that everyone saw that they got they got a radio coded to the team's you know whatever encoding so they've got they got they got inside knowledge now from here on out yeah it's so weird i thought that was going to come back in the car scene or the truck scene yeah and then it just it doesn't when it, it could have i it was yeah, weird that I got truck a lot scene of, is strange the, there's so many times in this episode I'm like oh this is clever this answer actually answers the qu- oh no no it doesn't no they've <laughs> no okay yeah like there's a couple points where i thought like they had clear cut answers for how they're going to get the food out and do all that stuff. And then they mm-hmm. just did something completely batshit with it. I'm like, okay, they're, we're back to like not really understanding the plan. Yeah. 
so we go back to Alexandria. There's a hole in the wall, apparently, and there's a fire in the windmill that's attracting walkers. Uh, Aaron takes a team to put out the fire. Carol takes a team to repair the wall. And Rosita keeps a team inside to protect the rest of them. Um, Virgil, I think, here is the only one who stays inside with Rosita. That we know, anyway. Uh, and then Judith wants to go with Carol, but she talks her into staying to keep the other kids calm. And she starts by calming Gracie. And then the others head out into the storm. Yeah, Judith's bringing into action, being the, the, the kid comforter. Um, this is good. I like I, the three prong attack here. Yeah, yeah. Like I, my only complaint is, I wish we. I think it would have been a much more exciting episode. Clearly, a much more expensive episode had they been yeah. cutting to the fire team, the wall team, right. the house team. Like all those would have reinforced each other. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Maybe that's what. I, maybe for blood part two is like oh, we're really onto something. Maybe that's exactly what they come back and they just have all that actions uh, um, set up. But uh, well, this is the death blow for Alexandria, right? I mean, the wind is oh, ripping yeah. their, shit, their shit walls apart. Yeah, the windmill is done. It's on done. fire. It can't be yeah. used anymore. So there's there a lot of spectacle. And they clearly like did that, that windmill was on fire. Like, I think they're burning the set down and tearing shit down. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay, I think yeah. I, I think Alexandria, you're you're 100 percent right. It's just going to be gone. Yeah, they um, were already in trouble. And and this did nothing to help that. It made it 10 times yeah. worse. So, yeah, they, they yeah. will almost certainly be moving on from Alexandria next season, especially I'm because to- in the previously on, they showed Aaron saying, I, uh, you know, Alexandria is our home. I'm not ready to give it up yet or whatever he says. Yeah. Now he'll be ready to give it up. Right. <sighs> probably, probably, especially since I imagine the Commonwealth. Um that might like I said, that's that was my original prediction. I still haven't come off, but I think the Commonwealth is going to come in and save all days. Like it's going to put the hmm. it's going to put the death knell to the Reapers. They're going to storm in and like secure Alexandria, but just enough to like gather everybody to get the fuck out of there. Like I yeah, I think that's the key and getting rid of Alexandria. I fully expect next year's credit sequence. Uh, to have the stained glass window with Alexander just shattered too. So like, the, or maybe yeah. the tree will be cut fucking down. The windmill will uh, be all burned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole the whole thing is just going to be uh, donezo. Mm-hmm. Probably. All right, the walkers are gone. We're we're back at oh, uh, over at Meridian. What before we move on? Yeah. What did you make of Connie wanting to volunteer with Carol? Is that like a political play? Kind of like ostentatiously showing that I forgive Carol. I'm the one that was most in danger from her crazy ass cave in plan. And I'm wanting to support and, and uh, protect her. I read it as more personal forgiveness. Like she's, she's telling okay. Carol, I, I forgive you by, you know, putting her life in her hands, essentially again. I, I guess a lot of the personal is political and vice it versa. When you yeah. got a, a town this small and you're talking about a council member and yeah, know. For sure. Yeah. All right. All right. So back at Meridian, uh, the walkers have have left uh, the fence. But Pope knows that Maggie hasn't left. And he asks Daryl what he can tell him about Maggie. He says not much. And then Pope tells a story about a stray dog that he had to kill because it bit him. And he tells Daryl not to be the dog. And Daryl suggests they look for Maggie in the trees, <laughs> which... It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hilarious, but not hilarious. Again, it's not entirely stupid, right? I think like it, it kind of is. <laughs> Robin Hood men in tight style. Oh yeah, she's gonna be up in the trees, man. The thing about being in the trees is you lose your mobility, right? You might gain the high ground, you might get a couple shots, but boy, you cannot get out of harm's way if they come at you. No, she's got she's got like Ewok village set up there where they can <laughs> sure. go from from platform to platform, vine to vine. Uh, this 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 yeah. this was patently ridiculous. And I I feel like it. That's the thing. Like I feel like the show knows it's ridiculous because the way you know Pope said we'll see. He could have just as easily with the same face said sure, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's not agreeing with it. Um, but. Yeah. But I thought the scene with him and the the dog thing, that was pretty good. Like, you know, yeah. and he's looking at me with just that look and they pan over the Daryl looking like a dog that doesn't know whether to lick or bite the guy. Now, I don't think those are exactly the emotions he's feeling. It's more of like, should mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I, I got to kill this guy. Where's the right angle? 
but yeah. it's it's good and like daryl being able to handle is like hey don't worry i ain't sure ain't gonna lick you i it, it's yeah I, I thought it worked pretty well yeah i did too uh and at the end of the scene they announced that the walkers have returned mm. and then they all are checking out the walkers on the wall and pope's impressed at maggie's uh walker weapon let's call it weaponizing the walkers but it's not as impressive yeah. as the minefield that the meridian people have the reapers that starts blowing up walkers as they advance that was pretty sweet <laughs> it's kind of grimly hilarious like mm-hmm. seeing those full chunky salsa full body zombie explosions uh was good and then like also there's a couple times where they put us inside the human group of the whispers where yeah. they're just like putting their heads down and it felt like watching like something from the Pacific War where like Marines are storming some god forsaken hill and there's like, you know, people are getting exploded, but like you just got to keep going forward and like don't break ranks. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it says a lot about like Negan that uh, he's able to do that, even though he doesn't fully believe in this plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's still willing to fight for these these Alexandrians, I guess. Uh, I mean, you you can't say he's not a team player or a coward after this shit. Jesus, oh it's yeah, grim. No, he's gone along with, you know, what was a truly insane non-plan before this, and now he's, uh, you know, coming up with a pretty good strategy and plan to help them out when they desperately need it because. I don't know the Maggie running in and getting a truck and Gabriel getting a sniper rifle alone would have worked. Probably need some kind of distraction. So, uh, then we go back to Alexandria. Rosita uses Aaron's furniture to board up the windows and says, he'll understand. Uh, the kids want to be like Judith who is never afraid. And she talks to them about how to use her fear, how she uses her fear and turns it into an advantage to make her stronger. And then Judith and Virgil talk about Michonne and how much she's uh, just like her mother. Gracie stands next to the window and gets grabbed by a walker. Judith saves her. And the walkers are everywhere. They're, they're all outside trying to get in. Here's what I don't understand about this. Yeah. Well, okay, two things in this scene that I, I, don't, I don't particularly like. One, didn't they just state that there was a gigantic fire out in the windmill that was attracting all the walkers? Yes. Why are the walkers suddenly attracted to Gracie's shoulder inside of a house? Look, if you don't want zombies trying to get in your house, you shouldn't let your delicious children parade in front of the windows. You know, just like just flailing and and, you know, look how look how sloppy she's handing her sword. Those zombies are just like that's easy pickings, man. True. They're wolves. She's the sick buffalo, you know, baby. And the herd hasn't properly encircled her. She's just going to get snatched. Thank God for Judith. I, I just don't. I don't see why the walkers were at this house in the first place. I guess all the banging yeah. and nailing and hammering furniture to the That's walls. Too, that too. That probably it's did like, it. Also, uh, I know I bagged on this with Daryl's uh, wild man camp, but is there something in like Hollywood construction laws that you cannot observe right angles? You cannot like have boards straight. You just have to just slop them together in any kind of random fucking pattern. It's a union. Cause I feel like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, cause like, I just like, good Christ. Just evenly like it it just, yeah. A little bit of forethought, a little bit of proper planning, count number pieces. How many slats can you afford per window? It's just, and then seeing them like nailing drawers to two boards in the middle of the window. Like, what the fuck is this going to do? You know, like you got to get this shit nailed in that shit wood in the wall. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'll, I'll give Walking you a dead. tip. Walking Dead, please go to Home Depot a few weekends and take a couple construction classes. Like, <laughs> please, I'm just begging you. I'm begging you. No, I'll give you a tip when you're boarding up windows. Start at the bottom first. You know, don't bother with the top. Nobody's coming in the top of a, of a tall ass window. There's not yeah, a single walker have... that's going to claw their way up to the, the, you know, 18 inch gap at the uh, six feet up on the wall. I don't know what if there's an NBA Hall of Fame game and like you got zombie and they, <laughs> sure. they played at the, the, the Philadelphia, the, the seven. Yeah. And then you got you got zombie fucking patrick ewing and and uh kareem abdul jabbar well, for every abdul jabbar you've got uh 
<laughs> you've got an Iverson, seven foot zombies, Muggsy Bogues. You got you got those guys too. So that's true. You get that's true. But th- those guys can just like literally step over your walls, just reach into your second true. floor story for all your children. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Fair. Okay. Here's my other worry, or the, maybe this wasn't the best scene. Virgil spent all of an afternoon with Michonne and now he's talking like she's known he knew her for years and knew the intricacies of her personality exactly how Judith is like her exactly how they're different he spent I think it was literally the maybe a day with Michonne that seems like not enough time they did trip apple balls together so maybe that's like it's like they spent a thousand years and in an endless cycle of understanding yeah uh no, it's it's one of those things like I remember, I I think we talked about this that like even though a lot of these bonus episodes and even late season 10 episodes kind of by consensus sucked like when you get to scenes like this, you won't remember like how hackneyed and how short you'll just remember the bare facts of the situation that like Michonne and him had an understanding Michonne saved him to something about Michonne just like really deeply impressed this guy. And now Apparently. he is sees it, sees it in her, uh, her daughter. Um, and I think it like, it works at that level, but you're absolutely right. This guy, I, I guess even then you could read it as like a guy who's trying to turn a new leaf and he's trying to tell a girl what would prop, she'd probably want to hear to get through her day. Like he doesn't know his mom that well. And, Certainly the circumstances under which he knew her mother is kind of horrifying and the show hasn't really gla- grappled with. But yeah, yeah. Virgil's weird, man. Virgil is in this like. I don't know if it's because he's in a bad physical state or what, but he is like half assing wanting to try this group. He try to help this group. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I can I can go out and I can help with the windmill. And they say, uh. You know, he maybe you should stay back. Fucked. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll stay back. Definitely awesome. Cool. I mean, he did get fucked up by those monkey men. Yeah, he like, got stabbed a lot. Deep, That's true. Deep stabs into the core of your body <laughs> uh, with like monkey men's knives. These are not like some knife collect. Like, you know, guys not like this isn't a mall ninja. that's like taking care of their blades. Like this is some rusty knife tetanus shit. He got stabbed. So like, I, Fair. I, I, I think the fact that he staggers to his feet and like, I'll go out there is kind of like borderline heroic but yeah but also fucked re- up. absurd like oh yeah, yeah. mr stab wound is gonna help us out sure it is a little grandpa joe right yeah you know? oh yeah. let me get out of oh god my gout oh god <laughs> exactly. oh, unless, grandpa I have a, joe. unless i have a golden ticket i couldn't possibly help with the windmill you know yeah i get it i get it <laughs> right that's how i was feeling but you're right he was stabbed a lot so maybe yeah. i should cut him some yeah. slack uh i think that's about it for that scene the, the I just love the cut to the front door being held shut by a propped up kitchen mm-hmm. chair like that. It's like not only do we have shit wood, not only are the hinges failing, but we also that works, man. You hammer a board into a, a two by four into the yeah, floor like, near the legs. That'll work for a that's while. That's not even a good security if you're trying to like smoke weed in your bedroom. You don't want your parents to, bol- to barge in on you, like let alone yeah. like a zombie horde. It's it was just funny. It's just funny. There's a lot of funny physical acting going on like people bodily holding doors and just flopping up and it's a lot of star trek you know taking photon torpedo hits on the bridge acting kind of uh, in and this stuff for sure uh go back to meridian the minefields are holding off the walkers leah's thinking about the people they've lost and pope quotes the bible ladder about war and sacrifice and how their sacrifices is what will help them prevail and then Daryl spots Maggie and Gabriel in the crowd of walkers, and they all go around to the side of the wall. Um, and Daryl's on the inside, and he kills one of the Reapers, the guy that he's been sharing cigarettes with, tosses his body down, and tells Maggie and Gabriel to go around, and then breaks the pantry open for them. The old sig and stab. Oldest yeah. trick in the, the, the book. Uh, did you notice, uh, just after we praised them of, of understanding binocular vision, they're back on their binocular bullshit this oh, episode. Oh no, really? Yeah, Dara, Dara's looking through the two half the, the, the two half circles. Uh hmm. maybe oh, maybe it was Gabriel looking through the binoculars and he's only got the one good eye. So they weren't being accurate, they were just being super <laughs> stupid. 
<laughs> now Daryl's got You're the two eyes. Absolutely and sure right. You are absolutely right. Oh my right. god! I, that's I don't know if that's more or less impressive because I think they're just showing eye continuity with, through the stupid <laughs> but binocular. binocular continuity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because his yeah. isn't his. His is a monocular, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's got the Cyclops wow. vision. You're totally right about that. That's incredible. Good job. Good job, <laughs> uh, crew. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I thought the uh, the discipline of Maggie and it turns out Gabriel like just advancing in front of this like onslaught of minds and stuff like that's got to be terrifying. I thought that stuff uh, th- this part of the battle really was working for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, happy to see that they had a plan here um, or at least it seemed like it. I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't exactly <laughs> sure what their plan was when they rolled up. But later we get to see their plan. Yeah, I would, you know, I think this would have, I, I think if I was writing the show, blocking the show, I would have liked the last episode when Maggie, when, when Negan is talking about, we need a plan. She's like, well, we got Daryl on the inside, so maybe we just need to get close. And then Negan could have been like, well, how are we going to get close? We're going to get, you know, and he can got, but like, it felt a little ad hoc. Like Maggie is just relying on, da- you know, uh, Daryl to make magic happen because I don't know how the hell she, you know, evades that patrol, much less finds the hidey hole through the garbage chute. Yeah. That that was um, insane to me when when they unleashed the every community has a tunnel leading inside of it that's accessible from the outside. <laughs> I sure. Because yeah. this happened in Alexandria too, right? That's, that's how your, beta got well, in. It, it, it also happened. Well, they dug that tunnel, but it also happened oh, at Hilltop. Right. They just had the the false, you know, stack of wood. It was Hilltop. That the yes. teenagers knew how to get out of. Yeah, right, right. So every community seemingly has one. I would be looking around in Alexandria for like sure Reg's hidey hole uh, that he used to like get outside and smoke cigarettes while Deanna wasn't mm-hmm. looking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Do his shitty teen stuff. Um, but it, it did feel like it, it felt like. Uh, Maggie just kind of and and I don't know I guess I would have I I guess I would have appreciated them addressing that the fact that like they are relying a lot on Daryl and I guess maybe that was the point of like him you know going back to some of the stuff we talked about the last few weeks it's like you know why did he want to go out and get close to Maggie just so she knew that she had a dude on the inside mm-hmm. uh because yeah I don't think Maggie in a million years thinks that Daryl truly turns against them no so no no All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we're outside of Meridian where Negan and Casey Jones take some shrapnel from a landmine, which affects, uh, you know, I thought it was going to affect their ability to hurt. It didn't. It actually Mm -hmm. didn't. They uh, stuck with it. Just make Casey Jones do the equivalent of going. Yeah. Like he like he skinned his knee, you know, uh, just 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 had to just had to suck wind for a little bit. Take, took a light, light landmine to the leg. Light shrapneling. No big yeah, deal. Just just yeah, just a little bit of, of of blazing hot fragments of metal tearing through your flesh. It's it's fine. It's fine. Who hasn't been there? Uh, no, who hasn't? All right. Daryl returns to the Reapers and Pope tells Leah that they're <laughs> Pope tells Leah to ready the watcha. And Daryl says, what you talking about? And they claim <laughs> it can end this. Uh, I also thought Daryl's on the ball. Like he knew that uh, his absence would be missed. So he mm-hmm. has his crossbow ready to go. And, you know, they're not telling him shit. So he's like, yeah, I was just preparing for the worst. She's like, yeah, we already got the worst. I, I Yeah, again, that that uh, made Daryl look resourceful, I thought. He could have come up just like scratching his ass and said, I was mm-hmm. taking a shit. Right, right. Like, just preparing yeah. for the worst. Yeah, had to take a last minute, last ditch gate shit, you know, mm-hmm. gate's going to be overrun. This ain't my first gate rodeo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what, you all didn't take gate shits? Well, I had to fight a tank once. I had to hold my shit for 10 hours. Never again, I said. <laughs> Never again. Uh, Yeah, so I, when I heard the term Huacha, I was wondering, what the hell is that? And I was very excited for the concept. To see what it so, was. There's no way that the Walking Dead crew hasn't watched Kingdom on Netflix and mm. seen the I the, they de- I believe they deployed the Huacha against the zombie hordes uh either at the climax of season one or like in the beginning of season yeah. two. 
in that kind of there's narrow no f- strip of land across the water, right? There's no fucking way that they didn't watch this zombie thing and decide, ah, we're going to, you know, because it is a, you know, you got a combat engineer. He's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of metal and he's got a bunch of black powder and, and you've already made all the landmines. I, I don't know that he makes this thing like, is this the most efficient, like a, a, a 15th century Korean field no. artillery ba- piece? Is it better than what he could come up with with just like a big bomb or, you know, improvised grenades or things like that? You know, it just it just. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I mean, we can talk about the efficacy. I definitely was wondering when they started firing off because I thought it was going to be more like a kind of massive automatic uh crossbow sort of thing i thought he was going to shoot yeah because it it looks like there's kind of like i guess what they are is essentially pointy fireworks right (laughs) is that yeah and i'm thinking like okay if i were trying to kill someone with a pointy bottle rocket could i do it could i do i'm not sure i could do it if they were more than like 20 feet away because these things aren't going to fly super straight. They're going everywhere. I did read up about the real life historical usage, and I guess this was used to great effect, repelling some of the uh, 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 Japanese army back in the medieval periods of these these cultures. And this was kind of a perfected design that the Chinese came up with like a century before. But I okay. guess like it's well attested. This worked pretty fucking good, uh, especially in work? defensive does it, roles. Does it actually kill a ton of the enemy or does it intimidate the enemy and I think kill it's some a, of them? like if well usually they would have like several of these carts and they would set up like overlapping fields of fire and they would yeah. just like yeah you'd have a and, and also you, you could cock them at 45 degrees and you could shoot these things from like a thousand yards away so like think mm-hmm. of a mass cavalry charge and you just throw a, a, th- a thousand steel arrows into the mix you know the all come yeah, like you know from, from like four up. times archery range uh yeah i think it'd work pretty well but like against zombies i don't know because they're you know there's only one part in their body you can hit to kind of incapacitate them so right and having only one i I just feel like this is just an homage to the 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 kingdom and kind of like a fancy like thing for the fans of ooh and ah over in the finale more than it is a serious like you know what what they would come up with in universe but i don't know it could also come straight from the comic book this could be kirkman's fault could be could be i know that this is gonna be kind of a one and done thing right there's no way you get more you can't reload this thing mid-battle i wouldn't think unless you had like like a siege situation where now maybe like uh, i could buy this what if they have multiple boxes so like they just like you just remove the whole box from the top of it and then load another box on like maybe they could do several volleys maybe but it would Maybe. take like I would think it would take a while to get that like you know a couple minutes to get that reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't I know. know. They we'll showed see. the guy individually hand loading the rockets mm-hmm. in the final stage. So like, ah, maybe not. Maybe it's just this is the the load they're blowing it. Who knows? Uh, all right, Maggie and Gabriel get into Meridian via a tunnel under the wall. Maggie checks that Gabriel remembers the plan and then tells him to wait for her signal and they move off. She says, we get, go get the food and go home. And I have my notes. How are they going to quote unquote, get the food with two people? It's like I shop at Kroger. It's one of those hand, those bag uh, things. Yeah. It's going to be like hurricane looters. You just, you just have like a couple of, I don't think it's going to get it done. I don't think a couple of plastic bags full of, full of uh, stuff is going to get you done they brought the ikea those big ikea blue bags that you can okay a couple of those maybe maybe Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean like uh and i (laughs) I thought a couple times in the episode they were attempting to explain because like okay well this is maggie's old base she probably knows that there's an old car that's like you know but but they they just yeah they never really let us in on what maggie's plan for taking the places and once taking uh how she gets the shit out you know in quantity in bulk right right because a backpack, three backpacks full, is not going to make a dent. No, no. I have six. What six horses didn't make a dent? Have they eaten all those horses right. yet? So I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. You're going to need. Apparently, you need thousands of pounds of food for the people in Alexandria for even a short amount of time. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then we go back to Alexandria where the walkers are forcing their way into Aaron's house and Rosita has them open the door so she can run outside and fight them. 
and the others watch her from inside and she returns victorious and tells the others to stay away from the windows. Yeah, this I, was cool. I, her kicking ass with the spiked cricket bat is pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not going to quibble about like minor problems I have with it. I thought this was pretty cool. And the way she walks back in is very mm-hmm. cool, too. There was something like. Like her t- telling Gracie, maybe let's stay away from the window, like mildly. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think what I, I've seen things like this before, but I can't remember what they were in but i i really felt it like she walks back in she's the hero of the day she's soaking wet right she yeah, does the heroic like walking and, back yeah. in drenched yeah it's very cool it, it was it almost like a, a kill of, bill kind of moment it reminded me a lot of like aragorn and gimli going out the front gate of helm's deep just to buy the men time to like barricade the door and they're just kind of like you know spinning around cutting you know kill and kill and kill it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah when that like you got to go out and push 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 the enemy back you can't you you got you got to go sally forth um yeah and it's, it's in the in the king uh, from the king cave uh I, I feel like this scene exists because christian sir serratos uh has worked really hard on her physical fitness and combat training and she has very rarely gotten a chance to shine so like fuck it you know just let her go out there and kick ass for 60 seconds it'll be great and she looks yeah. good doing it yeah that was cool so Back at Meridian, Gabriel enters a building and digs around in a secret compartment. That's that's kind of it for that scene. And then the ass machete sword. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to run into the priest. I'm like, oh, he's going to find in the bowels of the priest is going to be like uh, kneeling in front of a graven image. And he's going to get up like I the God told me you were coming and it's going to be some cool. But no, they didn't really do anything with the holy man standoff like i thought they would they still could maybe they still could we do yeah. have we do have watcha uh part two what yeah watcha but what is this for blood for blood part two yeah uh-huh. yep uh so speaking of the watcha they reveal the watcha it's a lot of arrows fired all at once essentially and daryl asks leah if she believes what pope says about god choosing him she says, eh, it doesn't really matter, but it matters to Daryl. The subject turns to their past relationship, but then Pope interrupts him on the radio to find out the status of the Watcha. Uh, it's ready, so, you know, they want to want to fire that thing up. Daryl chooses this moment to tell Leah the truth about what he's up to, about his people trying to steal back the food and the walk, uh, walking with the dead outside. And he says she can come with him if she lets him stop Pope. And then Pope walks up and things get awkward uh but leah does cover for daryl which yeah and and like i said i think this is pretty well handled like Mm -hmm. daryl is trying to run this out and he's he's completely out of runway and his only choices are to essentially kill leah and then join you know or try to level with her and be like hey i've lied to you it's because of my family you know you could tell he had all the the lines of argument and i feel like it's there's probably the best hand he could have played given given where where everything's at yeah um he's he's the the watcher has advanced his timeline right he's out of time because this is a devastating weapon that they're about to unleash on his friends yeah. who are walking someone should dead. die someone should die as a result of it so that's yes. that's bad from from daryl's point of view obviously yeah, so he's got to do what he can, and leveling with her seems like the only option here. And they've also shown that she's willing to fudge and defy Pope to save like good people slash innocent slash families, mm-hmm. and you know. But uh, the only naive thing is like, hey, you know, I got these good people, and we have to take all your food. Like, I just just that's it's an untenable situation, and uh, I think I don't know if he miscalculated because again, it's the only card he had to play. But I I think he might have miscalculated how truly Leah feels even though he sees like you know from his perspective these are awful people they're her brothers and sisters and father you know yeah no I think the episode played this right I would have been the entire time I was thinking well exactly that this is her family Daryl you're talking about family you're talking about what matters to you think about what matters to her these are her people Um, and if the episode had leaned farther into the conversion to Daryl's POV here I would have been disappointed because Leah wouldn't have been thinking about the things that I was thinking about for her, you know? Yeah. So the episode played it 
really like they walk a couple of lines here that are really hard to walk. And I feel like they came out the other end smelling pretty good. Mm hmm. And now we got a war on our hands. So that'll be fun. Uh, Maggie Hotwire's truck. One of the Reapers is nearby when she starts it up and then spots her. And then Maggie sends the truck through the front gate, leaving Meridian wide open for the walkers. And Pope tells his watcher guy to shoot it at the courtyard, even though their guys are still out there, which, you know, Daryl's out of time now. So he pulls his knives. And because Pope is a maniac and doesn't care about family, uh, Leah pl- backs Daryl's play and kills. Well, it th- doesn't kill Pope yet. She d- she deals a death blow, but but he's still alive. He's still alive. She stabs um, him in the neck and he's bleeding out and crawling and around Mr. on the ground. <laughs> Mr. Hawacha gets taken out too. Um, yes, by Daryl. I wonder with a throwing right, knife. With a throw, and I wonder if had Daryl found the way to not kill that guy, if things had gone a bit different, maybe. But that death, like it's it's, it's definitely visually because when you know Daryl's beckoning her to come, she like her point of view shuts and looks down at her fallen comrade, and you can tell that's where. Like, you know, the the rush of killing Pope and and being free of that smacks right into the oh, my God. And also, like, unfortunately, there's tons of Reapers dying in the courtyard, too. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, you know, the, the zombies and Maggie's team are just like cutting them the ribbons down there. So it's too bad. Too bad. The calculus didn't work out for you, Daryl. Uh, you know, who should have done a little bit more math. It's the guy who lit the watcher, or I guess the guy who set up the watcher, because they've got a fucking 50 foot fuse on this they thing, did man. They have a lot of cannon fuse. They could have lit yeah. this from outside the walls. It was crazy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, like the guy lights it 50, 60 seconds <laughs> later, Pope's back. Uh, okay, where's this watch at? Still, <laughs> right. still burning, boss. Still burning. Can you blow on the fuse? Like, yeah. <laughs> Getting some Looney Tune shit here. And Daryl cuts the fuse and there's still another five feet of the thing. It's crazy. I know. I know. That was hilarious. It's like coiled up. It's like on a spool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some combat engineer. Well, I mean, this is the guy. He, right? he, has, he has a thousand pounds of black powder and this is what he comes up with, you know? Yeah. Uh, plus, he had he had just an entire spool of fuse and only one yeah. washer. So he's thousand like, feet. It. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, might so as well, right? Right. Some men just like to watch this. Just like to the watch fuse the fuse burn. burn. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy uh, Joker types. Maggie fights a Reaper and gets her ass kicked, but Gabriel saves her by sniping uh, the Reaper from the window. And then Leah ends Pope. She kills him. Puts a knife in the back, the base of his skull. Daryl tries to take her out of there, but she radios to the others that Daryl murdered Pope, and he's with the enemy. She tells Daryl the Pope forgot what matters, family. And she'd do anything to protect her family. So Daryl runs off. She Leah sucks be- on a Corona. Yeah, <laughs> Leah becomes a new leader, telling Carver to close the gates so they can kill everything inside the walls. Yeah. Um, I thought Gabriel looked pretty good sniping. I thought that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does it like, again, it's annoying that there's clearly a plan and we were not this is like two finales in a row where there's this big heroic plan that we only know like the barest bits if we know anything about it at all and mm-hmm. it must be real fun as a writer to just make shit up like you know you don't have to have any like smart counter move move you can just be like oh yeah Gabe, like Maggie's about to die well Gabriel has an overwatch position he's just gonna start taking people out where's he yeah. at I don't fucking know how'd he get there ah. <laughs> Like, but, but they had a plan. They're sticking to it. Did you uh, notice when, cra- when they showed the view in the scope, it had two circles. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's, there's wild and out with this, with the, the optics on this show. No, no, no. Um, I'm kidding. But like, you know what I mean? Like it's in like, uh, you know, Maggie hot wiring that vehicle. And I'm like, Oh, this is smart. She's going to like, you know, her and Gabe are going to load this thing up and drive for the gates, but she just crashes it into the gates. So, mm-hmm. Again, where I guess was their plan really to kill everyone in the side here and then take the food at their leisure? Like, but that's at odds with her. Like, we're going to do this thing. We're get the food. We're going to get out. Like, like they're going to have to beat a re- retreat under fire. Again, yeah. I don't know. Can't can't judge because I don't know what the fuck the, the the plan is. Was she not sure that the truck would actually withstand the collision with the gate? So, like, she didn't want to put all the food into a dead a dead truck. Put all your eggs in one rusted pickup yeah yeah like they say i don't know um yeah 
Yeah, the plan was a little confusing and a little haphazard, but we got to the end of it this It is interesting episode. because they, they, they also play Carver being really angry, and it's going to be interesting to see like what repercussions Leah faces because of that. Yeah. Because, obviously, she has been stumping for Daryl this whole time. Daryl has gone rogue, even if you accept her version of the events. And, like, I, there's got to be a lot of anger, but she's, like, just naturally stepping into the leadership role. But, right. Uh, that was the thing that I... I really noticed here is like Carver asks her what they do now Mm -hmm. and she has Mm -hmm. a plan. Um, Yeah. She just stepped right into this. I feel like there will be some questions. There will be some like anger from some of the people if Carver survives. But I think ultimately if there is uh, even two Reapers left at the end of this, Leah will be the leader of them. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think they're all going to be wiped out within an episode or two. So like a lot of this is just like, who cares? (laughs) Yep. Uh, So the walkers once again, press in on Aaron's house. I, I don't know how this is happening. There's a fire outside that they're attracted to, but somehow where's Gracie? Where's her shoulders? Are they close to the windows down in the basement this time? God, The basement has windows though. Was she they jumping do. up and down near the basement windows? The, the, she is. She's the, the these uh, delicious children brains are just being paraded mm-hmm. in front of the zombies. That's the only thing they like more than a burning windmill is a delicious child brain. They are sweet, uh, so fragrant, sure. so so sweet. Yeah, mo- mm-hmm. yeah, they're like softer, more malleable, less wrinkly. Just just really uh, sink your teeth into that, and then uh, they they want mm-hmm. it so much. Uh, Rosita orders everyone upstairs. So Gracie's fucking around in the basement where Judith finds her. The whole basement's flooding. Uh, She apparently wanted a weapon. So Judith makes her one. They run upstairs. They find a bunch of walkers uh, taking over the first floor. They've, they've seated the first floor to the walkers. And so they can't make it up the stairs. uh, So they instead turn back and lock themselves in the basement, which I mentioned is flooding, right? I don't see this yeah. as a huge problem. Like it, these are children. These are not grown ass adults who won't fit through a basement window. These are children. Wait for the water to get high. And unless Gracie can't oh, swim, wow. you just go right out the window, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, cause I thought, yeah, they're going to, obviously they're looking back and forth between the door and the windows, the door and the windows. They're going to crawl out the windows. Uh, but then they're out in the middle of the fucking storm. So yes, like, I mean, that's a problem. There are walkers. Out and there I was too. I was a little annoyed at Gracie wearing the dumb hat, but it kind of works that like, OK, Judith got her a backbone and gave her a sword and made her feel cool for a moment. And she, you know, there's an all out ditch that uh, her daddy is out there fighting the walkers. She like he they set the seed of uh, I can't ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do for myself. She can't ask Judith to protect her if she's. So, like, mm-hmm. I get it. And kids do stupid shit like this. Um, I don't know why yeah. no one's watching Gracie. This is the Carl Jr. Judith problem. was You've supposed got, to. Yeah. Yeah. You got tons of like babysitters and watchers and stuff. And she gets. But like, I guess it all it's it's medium annoying. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was I thought it was fine. Aside from, you know, I don't know whether walkers are atta- uh, attacking this house in the first place. Uh, all the banging. You know, they should have just, you know, left Aaron's furniture alone. I guess so. <laughs> They'd have been yeah, fine. Just be quiet. Just sit upstairs and hold your breath or something. I don't know. Uh, you think then, uh, Gracie's going to get her first zombie kill next episode, though? I feel like that's where oh, they're heading. Ooh. Maybe. She might. I mean, she has a weapon now. Yeah. What was the weapon? It was just a broken off broom this handle or something? a broken broomstick handle, yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, I would like to it. see it'd be cool. I think it'd be there, there's uh, I mean, there's I don't know. There's only like two seasons left of the show, but like it'd be kind of cool to have like a Bloodhound Gang style, you know, Teen Titans version of The Walking Dead where you've got, you know, Gracie and <laughs> RJ and and Judith and yeah. maybe one of the reform shitty teens and they go. Yeah, like that's another spinoff you can do. And she might get her first kill. I think what's more likely is she's going to have her arm ripped off. Oh, match your daddy. Oh, match your dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The curse of Rick Grimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just lose an arm. And then again, then the, the Teen Titans thing will work even better because you need an analog for each of the true. You need a cyborg. Yeah. The adults, right? Like you've got Judith, who's essentially Michonne and Rick. You need Gracie to be Aaron. So the preteen Alexandrian Titans coming oh, soon yes. to AMC plus. You can have the shitty teen who's always like the butt of the jokes and yeah well you, they're, they're like uh skull and what blob from uh the power, Ra- rangers. power rangers sure yeah 
I forget what their exact names were. But yeah, you bulk. gotta have you gotta have the skull and bulk. bulk. Yeah. You gotta have you gotta have the teenage antagonists, and we we we've, we've got those in spades in this fucking town. Hell yeah! All right, last scene: Maggie, Negan, Daryl fight the Reapers and the Walkers. Leah calls her guys back, and they see why pretty quickly as the Huacha begins to fire, and then we Mm-mm-mm. it fires right into the camera, destroys the camera. AMC too cheap to replace the camera, so they just end the episode there. They'll come back <laughs> with next season's budget for new cameras. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it was it is funny, like Maggie looking up and, uh, you know, Leah mean mugging everybody, uh, both of them wondering why the fuck we're not wearing the masks that we should probably be wearing in these situations, you know, because Maggie's maybe wanting to walk with the dead again. And yeah, I don't know why the Reapers ever stopped wearing their masks. Like, what the fuck? So mask optional party. Yeah. Yeah, you got two groups, both of which are known for their iconic masks, neither of them wearing them. Perfect. Perfect Walking yeah. Dead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh that's it for the episode. We will have a feedback episode uh to kind of wrap things up. We're not going to have a post-season wrap-up finale or anything. We're going to let uh the the feedback episode that we're recording this Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash bald move. We'll have the podcast version of that out later that night. But if you got anything you want to say about season 11A, get it into watching dead at baldmove.com. Once again, watching dead at baldmove.com. Uh, and uh, is that watch a dead? Yeah. Watch a dead at baldmove.com. Watch a, can we, yeah, can we next year uh, change the logo to watching dead? Yes, uh, I love it. <laughs> it just like Photoshop one of those fucking things over the front and in color, of course, because it's of course it's still alive. It's still alive. It'll be black and white the next episode because I'm sure there's mm. only going to be one Huacha. <laughs> right. Uh, unless we have Huacha three for Blood Part two, three. I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe where the Huacha gets uh, extraordinary, uh, superhumanly ripped. Yes. Where you can see its veins, yeah, does some steroid cycles mm-hmm. and comes back bigger and stronger, veinier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's our that's our plans to close out our coverage of the Watching Dead. Uh, look forward to it coming back in late winter. I'm assuming it's going to be coming back February, kind of like it always does. Maybe March at the latest. Uh, there's going to be just a scat of great television coming out at that same time. Yeah. Uh, but that's when we're going to uh, shamble back up with them uh, again. One final ep- uh, uh, one final opportunity to get your feedback in watching dead at bald move dot com. We'll record that episode 1 p.m. on Wednesday uh, Eastern time. And then the podcast will be out and then I'll be it for watching dead for a while. So uh, if you do not see us on the feedback show, thank you for being along this this final episode. This is the most episode. This is the most this is the most seasons of television we ever covered for a single show. It is historic. As we put this thing to bed. Uh, but yeah, I hope to see you next season and, and on the feedback episode. One more time, watching dead at baldmove.com. Uh, if you are parting ways with us, there's a ton of great stuff coming out this winter. Uh, we're currently doing Foundation on Apple TV. Plus. We're looking forward to Expanse coming back, which we think is going to be around Christmas time. Another great science fiction s- series. Uh, the Boys will be doing covering of that in 2022. Uh, got plans to come back for the House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Mm-hmm. Probably be looking at the Lord of the Rings things coming up from it. Just tons and tons of stuff. Oh, the if you book like of what we do, Boba Fett, uh, Book of Boba coming yep. late late this year, December 29th. Uh, and if you like our pulp coverage, the stuff, the zombies, the space stuff, the ray guns, the go- the ghosts and goblins, uh, it's a great way to to follow along with all of us. Is uh, find our podcast pulp. Bald move pulp because all of our pulp, all of our pulp movie and television coverage kind of gets rounded up to there. So you can follow that and uh, keep the good times going all year round. Anyway, I think that's enough. Uh, We'll see you back on the feedback episode. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim later. Later.